What we've got here is failure to communicate. Freedom. Freedom? Well, sign away my freedom. Why, this is ridiculous. Don't be corny, brother. <laughs> sure, our system of free enterprise isn't perfect. But before we throw it away for some imported double talk, let's turn the clock back a few years to see what it's done for us. With your host, Mike Paul. Killers, they would just train all day is what I'd imagine. Dude, yeah. that would be badass. Well, you know, hey, having, you'd always have an even-sized training partner, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, having twins is kind of like when you buy a new car, and then all of a sudden you start seeing that car everywhere. Like, oh, there's another red truck, and I just bought a red truck. You start to like, stick out to you. Like, I swear, I see twins everywhere, and me, other twin parents, everywhere I go now. It's like, I guess I was never looking for it before, but. You got strong swimmers. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so, anyhow, well, welcome back to Pulse to the Wall. Um, I am joined by my good buddy, Tyler, and we got a surprise visit from the uh, the great El Popo. Um, this kind of worked out. Tyler and I just decided to record tonight, and Tyler threw out the feelers on Twitter, and uh, we caught El Popo in between Twitter bands, and uh, here we are. So how you guys doing? Hell yeah, I'm doing great. And yeah, I'm not banned currently. Love that. <laughs> He's back in action, yeah. I was going to say it. Eventually, they're going to pick up on the duck picture, though. Do you got like a, a library of duck pictures? No, people make them every time. They're very, it's very nice of them. Oh, like people send them to you? Yeah. Most, That's awesome. Yeah, my past, I think like three or four uh, profile pictures of just someone sent me them. So is, is there a story behind the duck or is it just something funny and you just rolled with it? No, I just found the picture like some dude apparently the duck this particular duck picture was used in a minnesota anti-smoking ad like <laughs> two decades ago and it was a duck and a bunch of other animals and it goes it doesn't look cool when they do it and i'm like dude it looks fucking awesome <laughs> that, <that's laughs> yeah, exactly. that duck looks so cool i already like ducks i don't like very many birds but i love ducks dude and yeah. I, and i smoke a ton of cigarettes so i'm like dude that's totally me dude i'm a duck smoking a cigarette that does look cool i'm just gonna ride with that because i was using my real name and my real picture for the longest time on twitter no one cared what i had to say they just thought i was your average jason statham impersonator <laughs> so so the minute you put a you put a duck on there and, and start insulting suburbanite white people you it took off yeah man I, well i was just uh, i was insulting all kinds of people but they <laughs> I, but i guess they were all white so it still checks out yeah yeah but <laughs> i guess awesome. i guess when you pair up someone saying something funny talking trash with a funny picture as opposed to someone saying something funny and it's just like it's just some fucking dude it's different. I guess someone is like, oh, that's a funny account versus, oh, this is an insane person on the internet, which is still true in my case, but everyone <laughs> thinks it's funny, though. <laughs> it's true. Dude, the, the duck the duck smoking a cigarette is really icing on the cake. It's it's tremendous. Hell yeah. I, I love it. Um, So, wait, do you... I was ranting about this the other day. Do you smoke menthols? Yes, sir, I do. Dude, how pissed are you? I'm very upset. I'm going to have to figure out. Apparently, it's not going to take effect for a while, like a few years, my understanding is. I don't, I don't really know. I'm actually guessing. Someone said that, and I believe them. I don't even know who said it. I'm just running with it. I saw it once. So I'm like, oh, that's true. And 
I'm hoping it's true, but it may uh, blindside me. I may come up on like, oh yeah, it's next month, by the way. I'm not going to yeah. do it. I, I did read an article that said something about it could take up to two years. I'm wondering if they're anticipating getting challenged in court because even the ACLU was like, whoa, whoa, guys, what are you doing here? I think it was more like a, uh, we're going to do two years. We're going to put the feelers out and see what, how, what kind of pushback we get from everyone. I think the, the age of social media as a driving force is now is certainly here, especially when it comes to government. I yeah. think if there's enough pushback, if enough people call Joe Biden racist for this, I think he'll go, oh, well. Dude, it's <laughs> so incredibly racist. Like, that was my first, like, that's the first thing I thought when I read that. I was like, you're basically saying that black people, number one, you're solidifying the stereotype that they smoke menthols more than other people. Then also that they can't make their own decisions without you being their nanny. Like, like they're just toddlers that can't stop eating junk food. So you got to take the junk food away. It's so condescending and racist. I can't believe that's an actual headline. that's not on the onion. Like I got it from, if they just said, Oh, we're doing menthol because we're just doing all flavored cigarettes. Menthol's a flavored cigarette technically. So we didn't, Obama didn't finish that. So we're doing it. And I, it would, that would have been an intelligent move on their part, I think. Cause then no one can come back over the top and saying, hey, this is being racist. But it actually honestly did blow me away when they say, oh, we're doing it because black people love menthol cigarettes. I'm like, no way. Dude. Yeah. But they, they said the worst possible reason. <laughs> they they, they, they couldn't have delivered it any worse. Right. Like you're not going to just create a black market. Like they're, they're not going to if they if this is true and they really do like them, and you're taking them away. They're, they're going to still want to smoke them. You're just going to put more of them in jail for trying to for taking right. away a right that they have. It's so ridiculous. But the problem is they don't care if we like you or I call them racist. But we need the by we I mean people who aren't us, and by need I mean I'm going to force them to do it. We need the right people though to call them racist, which will get the job done. And right now yeah. it's not not enough of the right people are doing it. Agreed. On True. purpose, I start to think. <laughs> yeah, I, I I definitely agree. I think that's the best way to deliver the effective message. You know, I was I was joking with uh, with some people. I was like, what what if uh, menthol cigarette ban is the straw that breaks the camel's back, and then you start seeing states agreeing to secede? You know, you got like Ron DeSantis in Florida is like, hey, yeah, you guys can smoke menthols here in Florida, <laughs> and it just is like a domino effect. I think that'd be wicked, dude. In fact, I think that's the power move. It would be a power move, absolutely, because I think Ron DeSantis already told Biden to go fuck himself once, like early in the, I think before Biden was even elected, Biden was criticizing Florida, saying that they want everyone to die, you know, the usual bullshit, and DeSantis was like, yeah, he can go fuck himself. And, and by the way, that's exactly what will happen, too. I, I can tell you from personal experience, when I was in Fort Rucker, Alabama, stationed there, I smoked cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I was 18 there. In Alabama, you have to be 19 to buy cigarettes. Unless what? you're on really? post. Right. So if I'm off post, I can't buy cigarettes at the gas station. So where I was was pretty close to Florida. So it would be more convenient, depending on where, if I've left post, it would be more convenient for me to just go to Florida and buy cigarettes than go back to post to buy cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would do all the time. We'd go over to Florida and just buy cigarettes. And I would gladly give Florida the money. 
Fuck Alabama, oh, yeah. stupid law. And then I'd I'd come back to Alabama smoking the cigarettes that I couldn't buy. <laughs> did did they like they weren't like ridiculous like they pull you over and be like hey you look kind of young where where'd you get these cigarettes no, no in fact that's not I don't I don't think that's really the law anywhere I think you can smoke cigarettes regardless of your age because everyone I grew up with I'm from you know Kentucky everyone I grew up with as a kid smoked cigarettes that you just mm-hmm. can't buy them if you're 18 you can I think you can possess and smoke them regardless of your age oh okay. Hmm. Interesting. It's not like alcohol in the regard that you cannot possess alcohol if you're under 21. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I, I might have found that out the hard way. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, about 17, I found that out the hard way. And by the um, way, this is legal advice. So if you're under 18 listening, you can have cigarettes, dude. And if anyone asks you, if a cop stops you, and they say that the smoking duck guy is wrong, who knows more about cigarettes? Me, the guy <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Hey, I heard this this podcast one time when there was a guy with the smoking duck picture, and he told me it was safe. <laughs> um, dude, I was so I was so excited to hear you were coming back on when Tyler just told me because, dude, that that last episode, I went through and edited it. I was laughing my ass off <laughs> so fucking much. I was like, dude, I, I text Tyler. I was like, we got to get this guy back on, like regularly I was, I was worried i gave you too much work dude <laughs> no i did have to edit out a couple things that you said just because i didn't want to get put on any list <laughs> but you know, it, it, i still made it flow but I, I was i was laughing so hard i mean oh uh, yeah it, it was great <laughs> yeah someone saw tyler post that hey we need someone to fill in and then someone sent me that i wasn't looking at twitter someone sent me that and said Oh hey, really? You should go. You should redo that show. I'm like, dude. Yeah, I like doing that show. I'll definitely go back on. I'll see if they want me on. And then oh, yeah. here, here it's, been, it's been fun. We've been engaging with our our listeners more. And in fact, I want to give a shout out to a few of them. Um, so last episode, um, I, I threatened to do a, a Dr. Fauci 15 day podcast lockdown if I didn't get three to four <laughs> new five star ratings. Because for like the last nine episodes, nobody's given me a rating. You know, we plug it every time. Um, so Are I'm happy to that on iTunes. What's that? Are we talking about on iTunes? Yeah. Yeah. I think I rated it. Oh, well, thank you. So I asked for three to four, and the good news is we got eight since last episode. Dang. Eight five-star reviews. Um, give them a little shout-out. We got three written reviews. Uh, uh, one is titled, From Reluctant Green or Grad, says, Maskless Breath of Fresh Air. This podcast is a nice break from the nonsense on mainstream narrative. It is a nice reminder that there are other free minds out there. Find the others. Terrence McKenna. Then we got another one that says Liberty by Snowboarder84. In all caps. Yes. (laughs) I always considered myself a full-blown right-wing conservative. I saw Dave Smith on Tim Pool and started listening to Dave's podcast and heard about you guys on his podcast. I have been a regular listener ever since. I have since taken the red pill and realized that liberty is all that matters and the establishment doesn't care about it. You guys are great. Keep fighting. Best Obama impression I've ever heard. Dave what? Smith, 2024. That's Nick. Nick does the best one. He's not here. Yeah, Nick's, oh, yeah. Nick's the impressionist. You hey, haven't, heard, you haven't heard mine then. Oh, you got a good one? Oh, hell yeah. You want to hear it? Go for yes, it. Yes. Hey, dog. What up, motherfucker? <laughs> Obama. <laughs> 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 it's 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 close. It's close. <laughs> um, Y'all want health care? <laughs> Y'all want health care? <laughs> uh, so uh, 
Let's see. Um, then we got uh, this one was, was kind of interesting from uh, I'm Krabby. It says, great pod- podcast. I love listening to the podcast. These guys are funny, smart, and interesting. Not sure which one she's talking about. And this is coming from a 51-year-old woman, one of your four female listeners in parentheses. So we got at least one. Yeah. Then, uh, then the latest one just says "Great Show" by by Chuck five thousand three, and it says, "You got Supreme Leader Fauci on your podcast." Hell yeah, nice. we did. I hope so. I hope that the listeners know that we're like Dave Smith's like B side. We're like we're like the Bollywood edition of Dave Smith's show. <laughs> yeah, we're the, well, we're the cheap cheap remake. I was like really, I was really happy. I was like, hey, I asked for three to four. I got eight. I got double what I what I expected. But, you know, 54% of our listeners are on iTunes. And I'm like, so what? The rest of you guys were just calling my bluff? You were going to let me lock the podcast down for 15 days? Like, they didn't even I care. Hope that, I hope that someone leaves a five-star review, but then in in the review part just says, fuck you. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> hey, it moves me up in the algorithm. So that's all it takes. Hell yeah. So, El Pulpo, um, I, I was catching up on, on some podcasts. And I – you broke a story – about this TikTok titty milk lady. Oh no! Yeah, I need I need details on this. I, I didn't have time to get fully ingrained in in the research that uh, you and your your crew did for this. So this lady was she's on TikTok. She has like elite speak name too. I don't understand. It's like RX then O and then something else. Whoa! It's uh, RX or cyst. That's it. But the it's a zero and seven O. Anyway, so this lady goes around and she like sees other people on TikTok. There's this one lady, most recently in particular, who went on an airplane and she was wearing like a a fake mask, like it was like a lattice mask, not like a real mask. Yeah. So she was like, "Oh, I see that you're on this airplane based on the back seat." Yeah, I forwarded your information to Southwest Air. And also, here's your employer. I went ahead and contacted them because oh I don't want to follow these things. You need to be held responsible. And she's done this to many other people before, including some like 17-year-old kid in England where she prefaces it with, now because he's a kid, we have to approach this very differently. We can't – she's like implying she's not going to be mean to these people like the kid. And then she's like, however – it doesn't mean he can't be held responsible for what he said. And it, he was making like a fat joke. He's like making fun of fat people. <laughs> and so it was like really innocuous. And it, it wasn't like a kill yourself thing or anything like that. He wasn't being hard. Yeah. He was just saying like oh, fat people or something like that. And then she concludes the video with, we have informed your school administration of what you've said online. And I'm like, dude, this, this what the hell? People are giving, she's getting millions of hits on TikTok over this nonsense. And people are giving her a pass. They're, they're slay queen in her, dude. But then on Twitter, it's a different story. We don't take that shit. Even like lefty accounts don't take that. They don't like that shit. So I've seen right. a lot of people going hammer on her, like shoe on head. That's a. I think shoe on head's turning anarchist, dude, which is pretty wicked to watch in real time, because she's pissing off a lot of her formerly obnoxious lefty base. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love bringing the Twitter drama timeline, you know, on the podcast. <laughs> it makes for oh, great yeah. podcasting. But anyway, the moral of the story is, yeah, this crazy. And then so this lady has her PhD. She has a PhD. And it's in, like, lactation medicine. So that's, like. I didn't even know there was a thing. I didn't either. And, I mean, <laughs> I, of course it is, though. Why wouldn't it be? 
uh, and that's really the end of the story that the there's a titty doctor online, a lactation doctor online, going around doxing people, and everyone's giving her a pass for it. They, they're praising her. And she has elite speak name. That's the craziest part. I'm mad as someone who loves lead speak. I'm actually mad that she's using that name. She's All good things must come to an end. She's appropriating my culture. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, I like, it blows my mind, though. Like, how... In what world has this become like acceptable? I know that COVID kind of made telling on your neighbor cool, but like, whatever happened to it might it might have been on on your show when like uh, Lee was talking about it about like in what world is it acceptable for some like frail old lady to start berating like a thirty year old dude and just expecting no consequence and just to totally assert like dominance over them. For no reason at all, on top of that. Right. For a, a perceived social miscue. Right. Like, like who cares if a 17-year-old makes fun of fat people? That's what all 17-year-olds do, even the fat ones. <laughs> Dog, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm just glad I was 17 when the internet was still insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd, be, it'd be so hard. Especially like when everything is like... Even like, like garage door openers and, and door locks, like they all, they all have apps now where you can see what time they were last open and what time they were locked. It's like, how much would it suck to be a teenager right now? Like you oh. couldn't get away with shit. <laughs> That's true, dude. No yeah. chance you could. Yeah. You know, the whole house is locked down and everything's like the windows tell you if like they open and everything. Yeah, you couldn't ever sneak out, dude. You couldn't do shit, man. I couldn't, yeah. just, I couldn't put holes in the wall. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah like there's they even have like, like bluetooth door locks yeah yeah like, your parents could just change the code on your ass and you'd be locked out for the night i hope <laughs> by the way no one uses any of these things i mean i should i figure i wouldn't have to stress the you know libertarian and anarchist folks but I mean, first of all, all these things, these are the most common things on botnets, by the way, all Internet of Thing devices, all these little devices that aren't front facing the Internet, like computers and phones, all the TVs, the smart TVs mm-hmm. and the freaking smart refrigerators and smart washing machines and smart coffee makers and smart toilets and all the, everything. All those things are what's running the botnets now. So whenever all these websites get hit with DDoSs, it's coming from Internet of Thing devices. I think it's like 80% of botnets are Internet of Thing devices. So what what exactly is a botnet? That's way over my head. I have no idea what that means. Oh, okay. So a botnet is if someone, it's a user. If you were on a botnet, you would be on a network of Million at this point now it's magnitudes of millions. Ten years ago it was magnitudes of tens of thousands, two hundreds of thousands, but millions of other devices. That's all usually. Back, I don't know how it's done now, but back then it was done on IRC drop. So you could have an IRC drop. All these devices were logged in, and you can issue a command, and all these devices would ping. They would send data requests to whatever host that you are telling it to, and it. A lot of devices can't take all this bandwidth, all these packets hitting it at once, so it knocks it offline. So botnets are used to deliver DDoS attacks to knock websites and servers offline. Mm -hmm. So all these botnets are all Internet of Thing devices that all have exploits out that can't really get updated very well. And they're all hooked up to botnets, and they're just used to... and, And other people happen to think that 
they come with botnets on them because they're all assembled in very shady plants, you know, over the ocean in a country that's notorious for using cyber warfare attacks. So right. a, lot of, a lot of people think it's the state actors who put these botnets on your Internet of Thing devices. So it's not just, oh, what's the harm with the Chinese spying on me? It's, oh, the Chinese is using my TV to knock off Xbox servers. Learn <laughs> <So, laughs> hmm. something new every day. Um, I know there was controversy with Highway or whatever, however you say it, with their like in their cell phones. They said that they had backdoors so that the Chinese state could get in on it. Oh, I'm sure all of them do, and, and I'm sure yeah. all of ours also do. I guess oh, Apple yeah. Apple fights the FBI on encryption, so perhaps not them. But I wouldn't throw anything past Google, dude. No, Google is the state. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. At this point, yes. Yeah. So last week we introduced a new segment to the show that we're going to try to do weekly. Um, and we don't have Chad or Nick. Chad is at a concert. Good for him. He's going out to a social event. And Nick is rolling. That's more. He puts jujitsu before the podcast, you know, just the way it is. <laughs> but um, He's giving handies in the locker room. But I'm really excited to have a popo here for this one because this will he'll have great uh, reaction and commentary. So I'm going to play you a... You know, the, the thing about propaganda of the week is that there is endless content and they make oh, so much yeah. of it every week that, you know, you just pick the best one and go with it. So odds are you've seen this if you've been listening to podcasts. Um, but I feel, feel like we at least got to do our breakdown on it. So uh, I'll roll the tape. Angel of darkness is upon you. Stuck a need on when I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow damned up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Zora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as the daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. <laughs> oh, no. No. Hey, let's keep going. Checking exercise. I am a walking declaration. A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent. And sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons. And I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me. Full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud, 
first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth, command your space. Mija, you're worth it. I haven't okay. actually seen that yet. I've okay, heard neither. I, I saw like clips of it, but I didn't see Before the whole thing. Or El Popo comments. Please, please don't give me a shit ton of stuff to edit out. So go <laughs> <laughs> proceed, with, <laughs> proceed with caution. I'm not, dude. Look, <laughs> I I love that. I love that video. It's a great video. And that inspires me. I feel great watching that, knowing that that's what my my enemy struggles with anxiety disorder. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I don't. Great. Okay. I'm glad that that's the people who don't like me. Yeah, Good. You know, I love that. There should. Why would? Okay. Now I'm going to do a video showing you all the all of my weak points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show you where my defenses are the worst at. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so like, um, you know, just never underestimate the power of a highly produced video with dramatic music in the background. You know, it's like you can take any like run of the mill everyday person and make them sound like there's some kind of like, you know, person that altered mankind. Like they're like the Henry Ford or a Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. Like you can just make them sound so impressive. You know, like okay, like you you have a baby in one hand and a and, pat your toddler in the head and the other. It's like, okay, my, my wife has four. If I had her say that with music in the background, yeah, it's like, it, it's a very impressive job. I, I'm glad she, she does it and enjoys it, but I have no respect for your profession. Like, I'm glad you're a mother, but you know what I was thinking? So when she was like, I could change a diaper with one hand and I was waiting for her to say, and with my other hand command or call in airstrikes on poor, innocent Syrian children. <laughs> Right. Like, you know, I could just envision her changing a diaper, like, yeah, blow them motherfuckers up. That, that's similar to what I was fixing to say, which is that would be a great bit to be like doing a, just a dude. He's doing normal household chores. He's like, I'm a dad and I work really hard and I, you know, have a good house. I provide for my family. I got an oxycodone problem, but so does a lot of people <laughs> around here. <laughs> And I'm a professional heroin dealer. <laughs> or just like some really bad person job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. just but you got to murder people for hire. Yeah, you got to have the music and then you should be like, "Yeah, and I'm a I'm a professional child ass kicker. You I get I get hired by clients to beat the shit out of their kids." And, <laughs> and you know, I'll probably get a little bit of pushback even from Tyler on this, but this is where I just I've never been a big fan of like rap music or like even like state of the union speeches. Cause I just, I, nothing turns me off more than people patting themselves on the back. telling me how good they are. Like, I, I just, it, it's like, I like humble, modest people. So like when I ever hear like how, like how, how successful you are and you're patting yourself on the back, the self-congratulatory behavior, it's like, ugh, it's gross. Like, like you should be humble and people should be telling me how good you are without you saying a word. If you're truly great, like Ron Paul, Ron Paul doesn't brag about all the babies that he's delivered for free, you know? Like, but everyone knows that about him. He's just a great human being. Right. The, I love the part too, where the lady let's, all right, let's, let's first clarify that she probably didn't want to pat herself on the back, but they told her she was going to have to go to Syria. if She didn't do the commercial. <laughs> so there might've been some, uh, some force involved there. 
Well, dude, do you remember? Um, so, full of background for El Pulpo, Tyler and I met in trade school. We went to be uh, aircraft mechanics about what twelve years ago. Is that? Oh fuck! Was it that long ago? Two thousand ten nine. We started. Yeah. Graduating eleven. Right. Yeah. So yeah, graduating ten years ago. Um, but do you remember the the day that this is a community college? Do you remember the day they came to take pictures for the website? No. So this is like early woke days. Um, we had three women in the class, like two in like their late forties, and one girl our age. Yeah, uh, then two we had cougars. two cougars. Yeah. <laughs> then we had um, several different minorities. I think we had one black guy who hardly ever showed up, and uh, hilarious guy when he was there, but he just never showed up. I think he flunked out. And then uh, we had a Middle Eastern guy and a couple Mexican guys. You know, they're all they're all good dudes. I got along with all of them, but we are out in the. Uh, in the shop and they're like, Hey, the, uh, the school's coming to take pictures for the website for the, for the aviation maintenance program. And they want to update the pictures of you guys working on airplanes. So they're like, just go grab a wrench and look like you're doing something. And we're like, Hey, cool. You know, maybe we'll get on the website. All of a sudden my teacher tells us to come back in, but it's just all the white guys came back in <laughs> <laughs> and he's a white guy himself too. And, and we're like, what's going on? He goes, well, the photographer told me they want, and I quote, non-traditional students for the for the pictures. <laughs> We're just like, uh, okay, what's the end goal? You just want to stop white men from fixing airplanes? Like, is that what, is that what we're trying to accomplish? Like, I yes. don't, it's so ridiculous. I don't, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, the end goal of all of it is. I don't think they know. I think they just move on from one nonsensical movement to another. That's why I think El, El Popo and... Uh, Mr. Neocon Remover, whenever he comes back, are doing the right right work. And Mr. Fryan. Mr. Fryan is doing a good job, too. Just yeah. memeing him to death. Yeah, that dude's really funny. But he, I, I, yeah. I, I hope the CIA puts out more videos like that. In fact, I hope that they now just start doing mostly videos. I wanted to see <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the other thing. Is since since when does the CIA like look into hire like spending our money on advertising? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's actually the real question here. Is I've never seen a CIA ad before, ever. I don't remember one. No. Why? Do, why do they need one now? And why are they wanting specifically like super? Well, oh, oh my God! Now I get it. Okay, I oh. I don't. What's your what's your theory? You're Why would the CIA want a bunch of super people who are very literate and woke speak? Because it's easy to send people super literate and woke speak into cultures and drive direction of these groups that are also very woke. Okay, that makes sense. Why why else would they want these people like this? I don't understand. It it must be to influence them themselves they need someone who, like if they i bet they have a lot of i bet i've never seen a cia advertisement before because a lot of them are in other languages other than english mm -hmm. is what could I, mean. I, I could be wrong i don't know could be making all of it up so i re i recall reading stuff about like when the feminist movement really gained steam like the modern feminist movement not the you know the women's voting movement of the 20s or teens, whatever, but like the modern one, like in the sixties, seventies, I had heard that there was a bunch of like agent provocateurs and like government help 
because the government wanted feminism more than the feminists did. They wanted women to go to work. They didn't want women staying home because now they had two taxpayers in each household. And hmm. it made sense to me when I read it. I mean, why wouldn't you? That's just plus because now now you can afford to make CIA commercials. And then also the, the state gets to raise your child too. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe they're just accelerationists more so than I am. <laughs> maybe they're beating you at your own game. Maybe it's time to have a CIA unity here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, maybe they're the ones that keep reporting your Twitter accounts and getting you banned because they're pissed that you're encroaching on their territory. You'd think they'd want to ally with me, though, but I've yeah. checked my DMs, and it is a bunch of glowies, but it's not none of the CIA, it doesn't look like. Do you, do you get a bunch of nasty messages on Twitter? No, not very often. I had I did get one last week. Some insane guy. I can't remember what the hell this dude was <laughs> messaging me. It was insane stuff. Saying like that he's a robot. He was calling himself a robot. And then he was saying to not send a pipe bomb to his house. He was at he was begging me to not pipe bomb his house, which I found bizarre because dude, this, schizo? I I think so. That he must be. He quoted, he started the message off with a screenshot of a tweet I made, which said, A BLM sign in your front lawn just is a sign that says, White woman lives here. Which is true. <laughs> which is true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time in like a really bougie white part of town recently. I've been just driving around a lot and I, I see it ton of these signs everywhere and it's the people who are outside mowing the grass it's all like 50 40 30 year old white women it's every mm -hmm. single time without fail i happen to live in the very minority part of the city i don't see black lives matter signs anywhere in the city at in where the part where i live it's mm -hmm. only where it, because no white women live here <laughs> it's, it's only <laughs> I don't even know where you would get the sign. Actually, I really don't. I have no idea. I guess. Yeah. I guess uh, <laughs> like J.C. Penney's. Yeah, they got them at Kohl's. Macy's or Kohl's card. Yeah, Kohl's. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I actually I went up to the to the Twin Cities last year in June, so it was right after the the first big riots. Like, right. I mean, the hotel was like boarded up and stuff, but I got like all the, all the whole main strip, shattered windows, graffiti, justice for Floyd, all this stuff. And like, there's like nobody in the hotel. And I, I asked the lady there, I was like, you guys not get a lot of traffic during riot season. She's like, <laughs> she's like, no, no, it's been pretty slow, believe it or not. But um, we, we actually, uh, my buddy and myself went for a, a walk up that way. There's like a really ritzy area of town where it's like the highest point of the city. You oversee the Mississippi, the seven to eight figure houses everywhere. But it was like every four houses had a BLM flag or BLM uh, sign in their yard. And basically what they're saying is like, don't rob me. Like, that's all it was. There was riots going on. And they're like, hey, I'm on your side. Don't come to my house. It was <laughs> it was so blatant to see that. It's like, clearly, this is like almost 100% white area. But it's they, they want to you know, assure themselves. They're putting the lamb's blood on the door before Passover, dude. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I it, it's definitely more of, you know, they want to for the first time in history, you know, your your 44 suburb, year old suburban housewife who hates her husband and hates her kids and 
wishes she would have married the punk rock guy from high school is able to feel like she's contributing to society. No, I think it's the other way around. I think, because I see sometimes the husbands of these people too. And the, it is definitely the white women running the show in that house. 100%. Oh, okay. 100%. It's not, it's, it looks like a lesbian couple at first. I mistake them for lesbians <laughs> every single time. Every time, dude, I'm like, oh, it's an older lesbian couple. I'm like, oh, no, that's a dude. It's older lesbian couple. It, it's, it's a dude, and the wife's protecting him <laughs> from, a, is, from a cat. Is, <laughs> or is, I don't know. <laughs> is, is the husband, is she holding on to the husband's pocket? <laughs> no, she's holding his purse because it's too heavy for him. <laughs> but oh, I, I think it's it's the white women running the show in, in a lot of these towns, dude. White women is the strongest race on earth currently. Very, very devastating, very vocal, and involved in the local school board, which makes it even scarier. I just can't believe we have laid down a hundred year reign, hundreds of years, to and it's finally white women now. Damn, mm-hmm. dude. And we didn't didn't they didn't even fire a shot. No, all they had to do is like feed us beer and corn and everything fell apart. Yo, it's that corn syrup, dude. It's it yes, it is. It's the corn syrup. I actually changed my Facebook picture. I put the Pfizer logo on a bottle of Caro corn syrup. <laughs> and, I, and I put like, you know, on Facebook, they have like the banners for your profile picture. It says, let's get vaccinated. Oh, man. Yeah. I had a, a friend of mine actually, because like, I'm not like on Twitter. Yeah, I got shit posts a little bit, but like, I'm not as funny as you you guys are. So like, I'm, I'm like mid tier at best. Where you guys are like heavy, you, you guys are heavyweights. I'm fighting at like 155 with this shit. So, but on Facebook, it's Normieville. So I can like, I just throw bombs. And <laughs> I actually had a friend of mine like, you need to stop trolling on Facebook. I'm like, why are people texting you? She goes, yes. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, it's people on both sides, on the right and the left. <laughs> She's like, everyone's fucking mad. <laughs> like, I'm doing my job right. Yeah. That's, that's a libertarian job. <laughs> yeah, I, it's my goal. It's my purpose on social media. It's the only reason I keep Facebook is to piss people off. That's it. Dog, There's I, no other I don't even get on it no more because I, like I said before, I didn't change anything for Twitter. I didn't act stupid for Twitter when I got the stupid duck picture. This is just how I am. So I'm right. the same on Facebook. But the problem is all my all my friends and it, all my Facebook friends is pretty much all people from MMA world, just the fight community. And they all mm-hmm. think I'm a crazy person. They must, at least. I don't know. They haven't <laughs> told me that, but I'm sure they do. Would go on there and just yell absolute insane things to people. And it wouldn't be ins- I wouldn't be like wishing violence around anyone. But, you know, anarchists are fairly abrasive in their messaging, to yeah. say, say the least. And uh, that's... In the very conservative area I live, that's generally uh, how it's received too. So I just quit getting on Facebook because I just didn't want people thinking. I don't. I don't want to get you know fucking red flagged. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in, in where it's pretty recent. Pretty well, recent how those things go down. It's really interesting how you mentioned that how white women are. Like, would you say the safest demographic right now, or how'd you phrase the that? Most powerful. Oh, yeah, they're most the powerful. Most- Correct. Yeah. So, like, we <laughs> on the last couple episodes, we've been uh, trying to start a movement of, uh, of freedom milfs. So we need, you know, hot, you know, just hot moms that are uh, into freedom. Because there was a 
you know, Nick pointed out Christy Nome of, uh, of South Dakota, you know, she definitely fits the mold. Then we got, um, there's this mom in Georgia who was, you know, she's probably about, about our age. She's been a young mom, pretty lady who went off on the school board about her kids wearing masks and was very powerful and very viral, great speech. And, um, like, yeah, like we need more of this, you know, it gets more attention. And, you know, I was, I was telling my wife, my wife's pretty, I can say that, you know? And, uh, I was like, if I could just have you speak, cause she's not very political. If I'll just write your speeches yeah. <laughs> and say my things, the only people would listen if it's coming out of your mouth and not mine. It's <laughs> so, true. I wouldn't actually do it, but I'm like, Hey, if you wanted to, if you wanted to get clicks. <laughs> I tried to do that, uh, with my girlfriend and she tried it at first and she hated it. <laughs> she I hated bet. it. Yeah, she absolutely fucking hated it. I made her do a funny video with me once too, where she this was early on when the mask shit was starting, and she was saying, Hey, she was playing a character, of course. So she was wearing a mask and she was going, Hey, if your boyfriend is having problems wearing the mask around the house, here's an easy tip to make him wear it. And then the next frame it was set up so it looked like she was secretly recording me. The, the angle was set up so it was like I couldn't tell I was being recorded. And I'm playing Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm playing. And then she enters the frame and she goes, hey, what I tell you about wearing the mask around the dogs? Or what I tell you about wearing the masks? And I'm like, what? And she goes, what I say about the mask? And I'm like, dude, I'm not wearing a mask around the dog. And she goes, you got to wear the mask around the dog. I'm like, dude, that no, that's ridiculous. And then she gets behind me and puts me in a rear naked choke. And I, <laughs> I pretend to fight it. And I, I mean, I'm screaming, tap, tap, like I'm being choked. And then I pretend like I go out. And then she picks up the camera. And it looked great. It didn't get very much traction. I thought it was going to go hammer. People <laughs> were going to call it crazy. Great. But a lot I, of people did think it was real. And I love that. I remember that video. Hell yeah, dude. And I, I honestly, so that was before, I think it was before I followed you. Um like right before. And then I saw that. And at first I thought it was real. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, I'm like, who is this lady? <laughs> I, I think I remember, I remember that. And I think I started following you soon after once I realized like what was going on. I was like, that's fucking funny. Yeah. But that's, funny. that's basically the life of a politician though. He's a speech writer and nothing you're saying is actually your thoughts or words. <laughs> yeah, <it's> so, <laughs> you're turning your wife into a politician. Trust <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. It's kind of cheap and disingenuous, but Hey, if it moves the needle. Well, that's, it's true though. Cause uh, you know, hot, hot moms speaking the good word of Liberty are going to get way more traction than any of our dumbasses. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Actually, this is kind of how my Twitter accounts run. So, I'm not actually coming up with these things. I'm actually directly sourcing it from a retarded person. <laughs> and they and then I'm just typing what they're telling me. <laughs> Dude, I I am actually shocked that your handle they allowed that <laughs> because I've seen people's accounts get banned for similar I didn't. I didn't make that account. Neil Connor Mover made it and he gave it to me because I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't get back on. And then I guess he made it a while back. But he, I'm like, he goes, yeah, you can do whatever with it. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to change the handle. That's a sick handle, dude. I love pregnant retard. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> the That's account so ridiculous. The account I'm. <laughs> when I saw it and I. I, when I saw that you were back, I knew immediately it was you. I was like, that's, that's so fucking perfect. 
the account I'm most sad about losing because it was the best name was Blue Check Abuser. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Because I would have man dedicated my life to living up to that name. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I really think that's the goal. So actually, uh, Mike, this was going around on Twitter. I don't think it went around anywhere else. Um, but there was a journalist, like an NPR journalist, that claimed that they felt so threatened that they needed to start wearing a bulletproof vest <laughs> to do their job. And I was like, that's kind of a white pill. Like, we're, you know, not, not advocating anything, of course, but, you know, it's, that's good. That's, that means that the bullying is working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know too much about the whole Twitter world, but I, I live kind of vicariously through Tyler and it's, <laughs> he sends me the highlights. He'll just send me random screenshots of a lot of things you say, which usually make my day. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sitting in, sitting in bed, you know, with the kids or something, watching a movie, and they'll screenshot some ridiculous thing you tweeted. And I'll just sit there laughing my ass off. So, wait, when have uh, I ever said something ridiculous? <laughs> the BLM one that 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 was amazing. I, I legitimately laughed out loud. Oh, I yeah. it's, it's not, so true. Not to pat my own back, but this is it. This is the favorite thing I've probably ever done. Was a few days ago. Kentucky State Police changed their Facebook cover photo, and it was a picture of, like, there's four cop cars, one of those little fake MRAPs, a helicopter, and a bunch of troopers standing out. And then on the background, it says, our color is gray. Our gender is trooper. And I'm like, and that's that's their cover thing. And I'm like, dude, that's what? so. What does it even mean? And they're, <laughs> they're mocking, like, they're not. Oh, I, I don't even know, actually. I can't even defend it because I don't. I agree. I don't really know what it means. Like, I know what they're mocking. It makes no sense. Right. So I said to them, I said, Kentucky made it against the law to insult the police, which they have done, because Kentucky State Police knew I would call them gay for posting this. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got onto my Android photo editing app, and I just changed it so it said, our color is gay, our gender is poop. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought the picture so funny, I just made it my header. So it's going to be my header forever. <laughs> That's so awesome. So if you see the Kentucky State Police, just ask them if their gender's still poop. <laughs> did you get any pushback on that or any no, reaction? I, I tagged them twice. I said, whoa, is this, <laughs> did. I whoa KY it. Police, is this real? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't reply to me. They probably honestly turned their notifications off because they probably get trolled so hard. Oh, man. Like, I, I do need to follow them so I can post that until they block me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, I really, I, I think that, that memes are a much more effective means of delivering messaging than people ever could have imagined. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, no, it's incredible <clears throat> what you can do with 10 words in a picture of SpongeBob, the message you can convey that can yeah. like be like a life altering, <laughs> like red pill to somebody like, Oh, that makes sense. I never thought about that before. Like, it's yeah. how do we ever get by without memes? I mean, there's always been political cartoons, but yeah, it means they're just hilarious. It's going to be insane. Aliens find an Earth, and they're like, "Dude, this Sponge character was a philosopher." <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, "Holy shit, who is this guy?" They had a guy named SpongeBob. <laughs> we think like he came right after Aristotle. We think it went Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, SpongeBob. <laughs> And a lot of world decisions are driven based on 
him getting really <laughs> stoned, he'd get really high, and then he'd say things, and people would all agree with it. Oh, yeah, it's well, that's what like I was I was talking with my brother, and I was like, dude, if I died and people went through my phone, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? There's like seven thousand memes on there. Like I don't even know what all I have. There's too many. Like I have, I have some that I just moved to a favorites folder for quick replies and stuff. But yeah, like if. If they went through my phone, they'd be like, this guy's fucked up. <laughs> He's real fucked up. It happened to a coworker of mine that passed away, too. His girlfriend went through his phone and didn't know he was into all this greasy stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> They're like, she, she was mortified. Oh, <laughs> like, man, that's like, terrible. You know, because like, he was older guy, so like they use Facebook for all that shit. Just sending all his gross shit to his friends, and she didn't know about it, apparently. Brutal. So, did any of you guys watch the uh, the State of the Union? Oh uh, no, no, no! I, I that guy is. I, I, I didn't watch it either. I, I listened to Tim Pool's uh, and Ben Shapiro's recaps on it, just because they're good for you know current event, next day news. Um, uh, Tim Pool, I prefer over Ben Shapiro by far, but um, <laughs> it's everything's great. I mean, the way it sounded, I mean, it's there's a whole lot of racism we got to overcome, but <laughs> the economy's yeah. coming back, jobs are created, like all this like lumber being up four hundred percent. That you know, I guess that's not really a thing because according to the uh, according to the State of the Union, it sounded like we were just kicking ass, and like Biden's created like four hundred sixty billion new jobs in the first hundred days, and things are spinning. So yeah, uh, there's also a chicken shortage right oh, now. Really? Yeah, that's going to cause <laughs> Yeah, dude. We're going to have problems. <laughs> yeah, that's not even funny. Um I mean, that's another, I guess it's only kind of good, but the good news of it is instead of always just looking at the bad of it. The good news is everyone I wish more people would have heard what Joe Biden saying all those things at State of the Union because they would look around and go, "What the fuck is he talking about?" Mm-hmm, this true. is this is not reality. And same with CIA recruitment. It's so ridiculous. People are going to look at it. I wish it wouldn't get slammed so hard. That way they'd make more and more people look at it and go, what the hell are they talking about? I was uh, I was talking to a guy at a hardware store the other day who worked there, and he said they stopped putting price tags on their on their lumber. He said it's changing so fast. They, they can't keep printing <laughs> price tags and putting them out there. So they're just like, oh, what's the price? I don't know. Ask them today. It's more than yesterday. It's all we know. So they have to like keep changing the prices and, and how long so that's everything how long so that's milk and, and chicken and and beef like that's what gets really scary or gas you know um like i don't know i'm pretty, Whatever. pretty and, you nervous. know what though it's gonna suck but it, it might it might be the acceleration be, of i think we're far ahead of the curve of the people wearing two masks in their car by themselves. So it's like, that's what we're competing against. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It so, won't take much to overcome them. Right. So uh, I think the fact that we, you know, libertarians with our autistic obsession with economics gets it to the point where we like always have our finger on the pulse of the economy. And we're like, oh, no, this is it. Like you get the, the Peter Schiff syndrome where it's like, oh, there's going to be a big collapse. And eventually we're bound to be right. But. Yeah, it's looking more realistic than ever right now. Yeah, we have very, very sensitive Richter scales compared to everyone True. else. Yes, yeah, we we keep our ear ear to the ground, much much more in tune with reality than your average CNN viewer. For sure, CNN's pretty good for the laughs, though. I'll give it. <laughs> I give it that. It's like they literally. It's just 
everything that they say, there's some like very obvious skew to anyone with half a brain. Well, and now Tucker Carlson is their new Trump because Trump's gone. Oh, so they, yeah. just, they just shit talk. It's like their whole thing is shit talking Fox News, specifically Tucker Carlson. It's like you, uh, you hardly have to watch Fox News because you can just get Fox News recaps on CNN. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, that's the Tucker, other great news. They, I mean, they're they're doing the same playbook that they did to Trump. They're just like, if we just start yelling at this guy. The problem is Tucker Carlson's a lot a lot more articulate than Donald Trump was. Oh, I don't yeah. I, I don't think that strategy is going to work very well. No, and his ratings are like way higher. Like CNN is dying now that Trump's gone. Like that's all everyone watches for is the anti-Trump network. Well, I it's like I think Tucker Carlson's intelligent. He knows this is happening. I think he's going to say a lot more things like hey, the CIA is bad and other things that the people who are on the left but hate neoliberals will agree with and the whole let's just yell at Tucker Carlson. It's gonna you are gonna be an actual you're gonna be on the equivalent of a Q tard, a QAnon believer, if you yell about Damn. Tucker Carlson. You're gonna be treated yeah. as such because no one's gonna buy it any longer. Yeah, yeah, I actually agree. I think the more I think you're right. I think the more that they try to like tear him down and like the more they go after him, just the more radical his messaging's gonna get. And it's just going to keep generating more ratings. And, it, yeah, he's just going to get stronger every time they do it. <clears throat> yeah. And, and at least another, until they make up some Epstein story about him or something. Sure. Another uh, white pill. Uh, I was listening to Tim Pool today. Do you know the uh, the Olympics is like banning any oh, BLM oh, yeah. <laughs> or kneeling, um, any BLM attire or kneeling or fist in the air? They want no, like, woke agenda because they do this once every four years. And they've seen what's happened to the to the Grammys or the Oscars or whatever. They've seen what's happened to the MLB, MLB and NFL. Like, people don't want to watch woke shit. They know their numbers are going to get crushed if everybody goes woke. So they put a hard, fast rule, no woke shit, which is just incredibly encouraging. It's starting to hurt their pocketbooks, and they're like, you, go, you get woke, go broke. Like, it's, it's got to stop happening eventually. It's just got to be pushed back. Right. Except the CIA. We want them to continue. Yes. The Olympics has always kind of been that way. They took away those uh, gold medals because those dudes did the black power fist back in the 60s. Yep. They, they, they don't like politics at all. Not Man, that's pretty wicked. Unfortunately, everyone is on steroids at the Olympics. Yes. True. It's, it's apparently a fuck harem there. Yeah. Oh, like in Olympic Village? Yeah, apparently that's wild. I I've, yeah, I've heard about that. So, which I mean, I, I guess you know, you got a bunch of bunch of fit people. Some of those some of those Olympic women are pretty good looking. I guess I can't blame them. Yeah, but I just hate the idea because I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. This is bullshit. So they can't do it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's uh... and they got a lot of money. I'm really mad at them. <laughs> so what, how do they? How do they make their money? Because I. I see a lot of these like Olympic athletes and they seem to be living the life, but I'm like, there ain't, how, who the fuck's paying a sprinter? You know what I, I mean? Sponsors, sponsors, dude. So yeah, I was listening to Michael Phelps on uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast a couple weeks ago or months ago, the discipline routine they put in leading up to Olympics for four years. I mean, like every single day, their diet, their sleep, their exercise, their, their workouts, like, they keep their eye on the prize and they live for one purpose and that's to compete every four years. Like that's their entire life. It's, it's, in, that's why they get to that status, but it's, well, he, he smoked big gas too. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, it must be sponsors. I mean, your what your uh, celebrity is worth when you you know get to that you know where Michael Phelps was before he got high. <laughs> you know, um, that had to be. I mean, how much would you pay if you were Subway or or Pepsi or something? You know, to get someone of that status. You know. Well, apparently, also the United States is the only country that doesn't directly pay the Olympics people at all. Oh, so, really? Yeah, every other country has their own they that they fund to send people to the Olympics to do this and that. And the United States apparently is the only one who doesn't. It's all volunteer stuff, and it just shows you that. And then we just still beat the shit out of every every year. It's not even close. It's yeah. not even close. We're good at all the interesting sports. We don't even compete in the ones that suck, and if we do, we're not even good <laughs> yeah. at it. I mean, we win all the most entertaining sports. I love watching Olympic basketball, though, like when oh, it's yeah. LeBron and Carmelo on the same team, and it's not even with Kobe when they were in Spain, and then when they were, in, I think, China also. It just wasn't fair. It was like that's like the '90s dream team coming back to yeah. life, dude. They you were, had like like the next closest team was like Serbia, and they had like two guys that were and NBA players <laughs> and like yeah. maybe Spain occasionally, but you know, and yeah. the final and we, score would be one twenty to 43. <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember watching a video they were playing. It was like the qualifying rounds and they were playing, uh, man, it was some small like African country. And like, you see this guy just go up for this weak ass jump shot and LeBron James volleyball spiked that <laughs> basketball into the, the upper level. And it was just – and, like, instead of helping the guy up, he just walks over him. Hell, yeah. Just sheer dominance. Good. That's And he didn't get paid by the United States government to do it, and I like that. That's great. They, they, <laughs> they just do it to flex all over the other nations. Like the USA men's team, it's like a status symbol. You go rub your nuts on other countries' foreheads and yeah. get all the, all the gold medals and glory for it. There must be wicked money in it, though, dude. That's a good has to be. There has to be. Even for like, well, that's like what I said, like sprinters. Like, why would you dedicate your entire life to sprinting 400 meters? Like, what? What's? I, yeah, I mean, there has to be some incentive, unless the dick is that good in <clears throat> Olympic Village. <laughs> They're like, I got trained hard. We're getting some this year. Yeah, I mean, oh. I guess it's like anything else. Like, you get competitive and you want to be the best and – you know, it's just hyper competitive people. I can see anything like that getting, regardless of what it is, getting people get very obsessed with it. So, but yeah, I don't know. People are better than I. <laughs> um, so we, uh, El Pulpo, you're not going to be uh, going out to Freedom Fest by chance, are you, in South Dakota? For, uh, no, sir, but I will be at Childerberg. What? No way. Really? So you and Tyler can yeah. get together. Oh wait, I think I. So you were. I didn't know if you were kidding. You did say you were going to stage a left wing anarchist versus right wing <laughs> anarchist fight. <laughs> no, but I think it'd be great. I don't think they'd allow it. I am, however, I'm very inspired to bring down two sets of boxing gloves. I'm sure it'll be a ride. I'm sure two people will strap some gloves on and hit each other, all for fun, of course. Yeah. Because if there's so I many people and everyone's getting just fucking yoloed and everything someone's going to want to put on some gloves, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I got yeah, some 16-ounce Fairtex gloves here and yeah. some hand wraps for that matter. 
Yeah, I wish uh, I wish I could make that one, but yeah, it's just uh, Tyler's gonna have to be the face of the face of the podcast down there. So I'll live vicariously through him once again, much like Twitter. <laughs> but Absolutely. should should be a good time. I mean, that's like so many great names in this world are gonna be in one place. So how many people are they expecting? I mean, several hundred. Is that what Carr was saying? I have no clue. Probably would not surprise me if it were several hundred, and probably. And by the way, don't. Whoever is going, I mean, just you're not going to know everyone who's there, okay? You're not going to know everyone who you're speaking to. So don't go there thinking everybody is an anarchist and everybody is your is your best friend, okay? So don't say stupid right. shit to people. It shouldn't have to be said, but this is, we're still – we're still a, a, a lot of people are – this is still a fringe ideology, okay? And I'm not saying feds are going, but I'm saying – and I'm not saying treat everyone like a fed, but I'm saying don't say dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. It's not out of the realm. Of, Malcolm X famously said in a speech that hello. He opens the speech with hello to I see a bunch of friends, colleagues, coworkers, and even a few enemies. And a bunch of the crowd laughed, and he goes, "It's kind of funny, but it would be foolish to see so many people here gathered and to not think that." there must be some enemies amongst us. And I think with the larger the number gets, yeah, the likelihood increases. Yeah. Well, I think, I think Pete was saying on his show that he had that at like a Mises event or something. He's like, that guy's clearly a fed. Yeah. yeah it wouldn't <laughs> like clearly they, he's like, they, they stuck out like either. a sore thumb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it, it, once again, it's like, if you were in their position, wouldn't you want to get boots on the ground and be like, what's going on there? Like go infiltrate yeah. it, you know. It's not that crazy. It's not yeah. tinfoil hat to think that, but yeah, it's a fair point. Never really thought I mean, about that. All they're gonna see is me and rocking my white boy summer vans, getting drunk as piss in the Texas sun. So, hell yeah! Like Thank I said, you. face of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, getting drunk as piss, <laughs> Get, getting knocked out by El Popo with some sixteen ounce boxing gloves. Oh hell yeah! That we we could put that on. On uh, on your Twitter, yeah, because I'd rather put it on your Twitter than mine, because your Twitter will get deleted. So that way, <laughs> <laughs> so only a limited audience will see me getting flatlined. <laughs> I don't drink, by the way. I probably won't drink while I'm there. So no, that's fair. Every the Texas is a brutal, brutal. Yo, thing that, that's another food. point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I don't want to be drinking fucking Texas heat, dude. No way. Yeah. I, I had that there. happen in Arizona. When I, when I when I first moved down there, we were out at the pool. It was like, I don't know, it was 102, 103, but we were in the pool drinking. And, man, I, whew, I don't remember much at the end of the night. I was like, was I bad? And they're like, you were fine. I'm like, well, I must have had sun poisoning or something because I was not okay. I'm sure I'm going to get talked into drinking, but I probably won't drink very much. Yeah, that's cool. fair. Well, yeah, we'll we'll be at uh, Freedom Fest, though, July 21st through 24th in uh, Rapid City. So hopefully we can meet a couple of listeners there. Um, El Pulpo, anything else you want to close on? You're back on Twitter, so you can actually plug it this time, which is uh, a first. So <laughs> I think you already plugged it, though, didn't you? Yeah, do you really want me pl- saying it again? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't think they can forget it, so, you know. <laughs> Whatever. You can also find me at boys.town, B-O-Y-Z.town. Not, to be, con- not to be confused with recently seized dark web child porn website, Boys Town, 
not the yeah. same boys town. We are not that one. Okay, we're different ones. Ours just tells you how to make objects to destroy government property on our website. It has no <laughs> pictures at all. Right. It's nothing to no. do with the dark web. Yeah. The Z is important. <laughs> Z is important. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. And Tyler at uh, Schlitz underscore beer. And what, we're, we're at Paul's to the walls with a Z on walls. Correct. Yep. And go rate it five stars on iTunes and then take a screenshot and then tag me in it. And I'll, I will personally, I'm not going to do anything, but just do it. Fellas. <laughs> I mean, if you're already on iTunes listening, dog, just click rate and just say something nice. Five, <laughs> five star it up. Hell yeah. I am. I am very grateful for the eight that eight people that listened last episode. But like I said, the other 54% of my listeners that were just calling my bluff. I'm like, okay, all right, you guys didn't care. We, you, 10 more people rate it five stars before your next episode. I'll post some sack on Twitter, okay? <laughs> there, you, <laughs> there, there you have it. There you have it. Find <laughs> yeah. delivery. Awesome. El Popo, thanks again. Uh, always a pleasure. And uh, 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 it, good, uh, good laugh to have you on. So <laughs> yeah. thanks again. Thanks oh, for yeah. having me. <laughs>